All right. 15 seconds to the top of the minute. That's when I'm going to start the show. Oh. What? The 15 <laughs> seconds to the top of the minute. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. So confused. <laughs> Welcome Count aboard the little red bandwagon, your sometimes twice weekly podcast that was inspired by the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. Joining me for this final, fr- I'm all off because we started at the top of the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Final Friday. <clears throat> I do believe Bobby is gone. Okay, yeah. I yeah, thought it was just Karen, me. I, know. I, know. <coughs> I was like, um, <sighs> he was so excited about being at the top of the minute too. <laughs> <coughs> is this the part where he's waiting and waiting and waiting for us to talk? <laughs> How long will it take him? How long will it take him to realize we're not there? <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> we'll do it at the top of the four minute. No. Just, <laughs> Shut, just, up. Do it. Shut up. <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. Welcome aboard the little... Really? You said the top of the four minutes! <laughs> That's on you, Bobby. Welcome aboard the little red bandwagon here, sometimes twice weekly podcast inspired by the podcast Too Beautiful to Live from Studio 175 at the American Inn by Wyndham, which is proving to not have great Wi-Fi in Hutchinson, Minnesota. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from nearby-ish New Brighton, Minnesota in these Stick of Butter Studios, it's Anne. Don't at me, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. Let's get this taken care of. Don't fuck with me like that. That little bit of silence. (laughs) Here's what happened a minute ago. I did the intro. I introduced Anne and then sat for about 15 seconds of crickets trying to figure out if everyone was fucking with me. (laughs) We are the coven, so we're known to do that. That's a fair question. Speaking of people who love messing with me, from Linwood, Washington, in the now-sponsored, hopefully, Nabisco Oreo Studios. <laughs> it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. Hello. You and Jeremy are going to have, like, jackets, like race car drivers. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and at the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary, the H-bomb, Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening, Bobby. And... In the North Rosedale Park neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, in Home Sweet Money Pit Studios, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Bobby. It's me and the females for a final Friday edition <laughs> of the Little Red Bandwagon. We're going to do a little LRA business followed by a final Friday roundup, uh, some housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show. And since my internet may not hold out, we're going to be... Uh, as quick as we can with all of this, starting with a shameless plug for Surly Brewing, the brewery that is written by uh, Stu Newman, Stubot, Steve Newman. Uh, last night, uh, I wanted to get to Surly, but I didn't. I'm in Minnesota, as I mentioned. I'm here for work before I head out to Seattle, but I'm in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. Uh, could not make it into the city last night. We were too busy. So instead, I bought a 12-pack of Surly and sat in the hotel hot tub and drank it. 
Uh, Stu asked for my opinion on one of the new beers that they're brewing, but I was too drunk by the time I got to it to tell him anything <laughs> good about it. So here it is. This is Dots and Loops, a new IPA from Surly. Let's see if it's I can name. get the... Uh, hang on. Sounds like beer. Ooh. Oh, and now there's beer on my... Uh, my filter on my mic so that's gonna be great <laughs> just gives this whole show a little hoppy feel <laughs> it is hoppy it's, it's very good actually it's it's citrusy it's a sort of a classic west coast ipa but it's not a hit you in the face citrus uh Stu, that's my official endorsement for dots and loops from surly <laughs> meanwhile at my house uh, my brother matt has been here with me this week and there are uh two six packs of beer in my fridge one of which is the castle danger beer of some Ooh. sort which he has been your, enjoying very much your family beer yes my family beer <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh by the way certainly you can't go wrong if you're in a state that actually has it so it's fun to be in this part of the country for a few days uh and speaking of beer uh, which is definitely not allowed at the park and shoreline right christy we should definitely absolutely not be bringing yeah. any kind nope. of hidden alcohol in but the good thing, I mean, we didn't do it, though, but if we continue doing Shoreline, you can have alcohol if you get the permit. So Shoreline is a lot looser and easier to deal with than Seattle Parks. Hmm. But, but we, we do don't. not have a permit, so do not no. bring alcohol. No. Wink. 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 <laughs> we won't. Wink. Wink. I should have put the um, picnic specifics on the run sheet. It is today, if you're hearing this, the day it posts, uh, after work at, what's the park? Shoreline? Richmond Beach. Richmond Beach. Saltwater Park. Uh, go to the LRB Facebook page for the event uh, and join us there. There's going to be uh, potluck and Oreos and some sort of recording or live streaming going on. Um yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, I, you know what I could have done? I could have just grabbed my LRB itinerary that Christy made me. Ooh. Summer Kick Weekend 2019. Oh, wait, I got to get past the sights to see in Covington, Washington. <laughs> it's what, two things? Uh, it's the Playmore and the Costco. It's good. Yes. Uh, that's right. Richmond Beach Shoreline. Uh, set up slash greet it. Well, that's happening before. Uh, we're recording from six to seven, according to the official itinerary. I love it. So, I wonder I if we're going to actually stick to that at all. Hey, we're going to try. <laughs> Although it would be fitting for Christy to do a bunch of prep work and then no one to follow it. That would be right. just like her day job. <laughs> yep. right. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty and, and for the first time ever, all of your LRB hosts will be in one place. Yes. God willing. Yes. That's yep. right. The creeks don't rise. Literally uh, the first time this has ever happened. It's Mike is not on the show tonight because he's already en route to Seattle. And it's, it takes longer because it's... Uh, you know, it's like a Wright Brothers plane, or maybe it's a covered wagon of some kind. <laughs> sure. You know, um, Dave pointed out to me, he was like, uh, it's a shame you're not going with Mike, because when we traveled with my mom um, in Europe, my mom is fine, but she had knee surgery and back surgery, like, not long ago. So in the airport, she would have a wheelchair between when we were connecting and we were like her groupies and every time it's she got sweet to board, life right it really is i mean i felt bad for her but we were like we're with her we're with her and then we got to board first every single time i'm always so jealous of those people the ancillary <laughs> ones so dave was like you should have traveled with mike then yeah. you'd like get to sit first class <laughs> well, plus you can have all his leg room which is close yeah <laughs> Oh, my goodness. 
Do we know what else we're doing for the menu for the picnic? Because I'm on the road this week, I didn't pre-plan anything. I expect that I'll be picking up some sort of Costco-oriented pizza or something to bring. I'm really slacking on my contributions. Wait, was I supposed to also plan a menu? (laughs) (laughs) I have a literal shit ton of Oreos that I'm bringing. Plus all the silverware and plates and all that stuff. I don't think the traveling people need to worry too much about bringing food. Okay. Yeah. I really hope it's not um, a literal shit tone. Except, ex- <laughs> except that mine is um, baked and cut yeah. and sitting in the freezer all wrapped in saran wrap and ready yeah. to go. And, and is required some... to bring something. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, you're Anne. the exception. Should we discuss Mike's Mike has ideas from our chat or should we let, save that until he's on the show about his Oreo idea? We can save it until the show we record live when we're. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. that's a good idea. That's a yeah. forward mm-hmm. promo for. Get ready. Mike's got. Mike's, Mike has ideas, uh, colon, actual good idea edition. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be two. It's rare, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on to uh, emails and things, we have a couple more things to color, uh, cover, including Hillary, you have found the DVD. <laughs> Uh, conversion of the VHS tape of you and uh, your backup dancer cousins doing Madonna's Vogue <laughs> from 1990 at the mall? I did. I was thinking that I might bring it, even though I, I shared a clip. Um, I, it's so funny because I was, I was, I guess, 11 years old, but I still remember exactly how I felt when I was filming it. I remember thinking, somebody's going to see this and they're going to like pick me out of Dallas, Texas, and I'm going to be a star. Like, I know that this is going to make me a star. <laughs> and a little thing that I don't know if I've shared before, but like my signature dance move from then to now pretty much is the Roger Rabbit. If I get a few drinks in me, I will bust it out. And I always thought I looked really cool <laughs> doing it. So Everyone does. Me- Everyone does. <laughs> so you can see me doing like a little slow-mo version of it. I'm like starting <laughs> to like get my arms back. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, it was, um, it was at King's Dominion in some shitty part of Virginia. And it was, it was just a blast. And my cousins like fought over who was going to be Madonna. And I just like popped out like, I'll be Madonna because they were <laughs> warring too much. And it worked. Well, Whatever. it's so funny that you say that you were you were thinking you were going to get picked out. And, because I when I watched it, that's absolutely what I was picking up. I was like, this girl thinks she's going to Hollywood. I do. <laughs> you still oh. do. Right? I, I guess. <laughs> well, you did, right? No, I still do. But um, <laughs> no, I, I fully did. And, you know, afterwards they play it like out on the monitors, like facing outward. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought some like talent manager was going to be at King's <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> and they were going to be like, that girl, where is she? Um, but it, it, alas, it did not happen. But my cousin found the VHS somewhere and put it on a DVD. So it can live for eternity. Wonderful. Now, I don't want to cast aspersions on your cousins, but I think it's really a good thing that you took the reins on that. Right. Because I, I mean, for being Vogue, they did no voguing. None. And barely any dancing. They were really low energy compared to you. If I was a talent scout, Hillary, I would have picked you up. Like plucked me out of obscurity. Absolutely. If somebody <laughs> saw this video and thought, I'm, I'm going to take one of these three girls, it would have been you, hands mm-hmm. down. See, and it's so funny when you see things differently, because, my, I mean, like, 
I remember as a kid being sort of uncomfortable, even though I thought I was very, very talented. <laughs> um, my cousins are both swimmers and they were really fit and skinny. And I was always the sort of like, well, now looking back, I'm like, well, I wasn't really fat, but I remember thinking I was really fat at the time. And I'm like, Oh, I can't do it as much, but at least I have like more dance moves than my cousins do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm curious whose idea it was for you to be like the weatherman on St. Patrick's Day and accidentally wear a green shirt to the green screen recording yes. session. I love how I the remember- background comes through on your shirt like, half the time. <laughs> I remember thinking that the outfit looked really cool. Like we always call, they're like we called them plastic shorts. I don't know why, but they were like parachute shorts, and mm. I thought that they were just it. I would get like every summer, I would get like ten colors. I thought, I mean, that was that was it. I was set for the summer, but. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fly in 1990. Uh, this is LRB breaking news. Bet in Buffalo, who lives in Orchard Park just south of Buffalo, just tagged me and Anne in a post on Facebook, waving emotion, hi, uh, emoticon, hi, LRB catering here. And it's a picture of mint chip moose cake at Orchard Park Country Club, where she works as a pastry chef, uh, which I don't want to jump ahead, but this is one of the reasons I'm mad that the TPTL live show is not coming to Buffalo. Oh, Mm, I see. I'm looking at it right now. We could have had built-in catering for desserts from a professional pastry baker. And that's Uh, not even an issue at all. Bobby, they don't even have a venue yet. And you're jumping to the catering? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, Hillary, you got game in even when you were a kid, which sounds gross, but you had moves. I I can't (laughs) deny it. Although I do like well, Anne throwing children under the bus for not voguing enough. <laughs> they really didn't. They, they really didn't. didn't. It's I mean, there was nothing. There was some sort of basic shimmying going on, and that was it. <laughs> Listen, if I get, you know, maybe one or two, like, um, not allowed drinks that I'm totally not taking in, maybe I'll bust out a Roger Rabbit at the picnic. <laughs> Just wait. Just y'all need to come, and you can see it. <laughs> Boy, if that doesn't do it. Also, uh, this is a, a forward thanks, a pre-thanks to Jack Taylor, who emailed us the other day to ask what we need for logistics and that he would be arriving early to set up all of the games and things that he is making and bringing for this picnic. Um, Jack, someday we have to just give you a microphone, because if you're going to do most of our jobs for us, you might as well also be on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. So thank you in advance, Jack. I can't wait to see you. Um and Hillary, we got to find a way to screen that video. Maybe like as a premium thing. <laughs> or maybe we could just take stills of it and put it on our next t-shirts. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, we've got a couple of faxes that came in recently, thanks to Hillary's lobbying for butt faxes. I feel like this is really my legacy on LRB. <laughs> like, unintentionally, this is my legacy. Uh, the first was uh, what appeared to be like several, maybe a dozen peaches wearing little custom underwear, which sadly <laughs> and somehow inux- weirdly did not take us very long, me very long, to figure out what it was when it came through. They were really <laughs> cute, though. They were. Uh, yeah, but I think it was Mike who mentioned that there's a special place in hell for the people who sew tiny underwear for peaches. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, uh, so thank you to our serial butt faxer who we don't name <laughs> um, for his or her anonymity oh I uh, think I found the original image yeah it's not that hard if you google like peach butt underwear or something like it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
They're kind of sexy underwear. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, those peaches should be in Hanes. Peaches aren't a sexy fruit. Uh, have you seen Call Me By Your Name? They are a very sexy fruit. <laughs> uh, just making a note here. Peaches are a sexy fruit. <laughs> That's going to be somewhere in the... Could be a show title. Uh, also, we received a fax just, just recently of someone who decided that why send a butt when they can send their entire, their entire uh, colorectal exam record. <laughs> God. Yeah, thank I you. mean, it's still a butt. It's just from the inside. Right. <laughs> Very um, clever. Uh, this Very this sexy. came from a Seattle area area code, and I recognized on the edges of the facts who it was. I won't name who it is, but I did message this person, and I said, I knew you were an asshole, but I didn't realize that you were going to send us an entire tour of your entire rectum. <laughs> oh, but does grody. it look, I mean, does everything look okay? Uh, he, uh, he, I'll go ahead and say he did let us know that everything was okay, except a little something that he wanted to get some reassurance on, but it seems like everything is fine. Oh, good. So, uh, he redacted his name from it, but you know, when you see an asshole and you know an asshole, it doesn't take that much to put it together. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, thank you for that, uh, secondary, uh, butt factor. I would say uh, the the peaches. There were so many of them. That's like an inch. Wa- uh, that's a what is that? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out. Our second our second guy was an inch wide and a mile deep, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and with that, let's go to the mailbag. Okay, I'm going to close the tab of the peach butts wearing underwear because there were some <laughs> other sexy Weird. pictures on there. Not make not making that the show picture, right? No. Oh, come on. Fine. Maybe we'll see how the next 24 hours go. <laughs> Uh, I have the first highlighted uh, mail, too, and it's from July 17th, and it's from listener Sam, and she writes, and it's our favorite Sam for the show. I mean, I have a favorite Sam at home, but this is our favorite Sam for the show. (laughs) She writes, I am the Sam whose father collects antique decoy ducks. Oh, how I wish he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then parenthetically, she writes, and to answer Luke and Andrew's question, he noticed, because he's an absolute neat freak, type A dude. He says he noticed on day one, this was her gaming him moving them just a little bit every day, but couldn't be sure. He also sets off bear horns in banks. What can I say? He's a renaissance man. (laughs) This is the most Canadian thing to ever Canada. Like this whole story. That's true. Uh, My grandparents used to decorate for Christmas with like elf figurines they would Mm -hmm. do elves along the fireplace mantle with greenery and stuff and my grandfather swore that at night the elves came alive and danced on the mantle (laughs) and i think i believed it until i was about 10 (laughs) i tried to sneak into the living room so many times after i was supposed to be asleep in order to catch those elves dancing so I really applaud Sam for her game and trying to move the ducks just to, you know, muddy the waters a little bit. Maybe the ducks come alive at night. And I think your grandpa invented Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I used to do it to my mom like Christmas. She had a like Dickens collection. Mm-hmm. And my best friend and I used to just like flip some of the ice skaters and put them on the roof. And it would make her, yes. we weren't even subtle about it. We were <laughs> assholes about it. And it would make her so mad. It was the best. We were such teens. 
We had that, um, I stole baby Jesus out of the, <laughs> like, janky um, manger scene that my mom had. Like, there was a broken wise man. Like, Joseph only had one hand. Like, it, and she just kept putting it out. So I stole baby Jesus and put Santa Claus in the, <laughs> <laughs> the cradle. True reason for the season. Right. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, but Easter dinner at my mother-in-law's house now every year, we just see how many peeps we can hide in different places around the dining room. I managed Ooh. to get one up on one of the blades of the ceiling fan that came down like a week later when it got turned on, and months later Ew. there were still some hiding in candles. Ugh. That's just a waste of peeps. Ugh, Christy, you would like peeps. Peeps are disgusting. <laughs> peeps are great as a novelty food. They're fun to play Ugh. with, cut up, hide places. I just like to... Yeah, I like to freeze them or um, opposite, put them in a campfire and mm. eat them. All sure, right. they're good. I can we like that. to play um, microwave chicken with peeps. <laughs> you put the peep <laughs> in the microwave and you turn the microwave on and you oh, see how long how it is before it your nerve fails. <laughs> yeah. yep. You can't let it explode. You got to stop <laughs> the microwave right. right before it explodes. This is the opposite of when I was a kid and my grandmother played microwave turkey by actually microwaving the Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> God. <laughs> different bird, different outcome. <laughs> uh, who's green? Oh, I guess I was. Um, there are two that come, I think, as a pair on the same subject from Colian from Anne on the uh, 18th and 19th of July. They are very, very small. Throw your phones. But I really wanted to honor our pettiness Colian says the question of the day will Andrew learn how to correct correctly pronounce Petula he adds an I in there for some reason and then the next day Anne said so glad we get to hear from that behemoth of 60s Britpop <laughs> Petulia Clark this week <laughs> I think honoring yeah, our right. pettiness should be a, a regular recap segment <laughs> it yeah. really should <laughs> But I had noticed that as well, that uh, he's just, he's got that extra syllable in there for some reason. Yep. Yep. Sure yep. does. Um, oh, I guess the next one is mine too. Um, from Ellen, keeping up her sterling July record of making fantastic throw your phones. She says, uh, making a cringy face at my phone, listening to the guys react to the New York Times story about peak podcasting. On one hand, I think the story is ridiculous and totally agree that it misses a lot of the diversity and variety. I was ready to jump on board. On the other hand, when Luke started dissing Terry Gross, quote, sure, she's a good interviewer. Throw anyone in a room with a famous interviewer for three hours, unquote. Cringe! He sounds petty AF. And yes, I hate myself for using AF. I just can't think of the age-appropriate phrase right now. <laughs> it's okay, Ellen. It's age-appropriate for you. It is. It is. We didn't end up talking about uh, what he said about Terry Gross during this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Bobby got... and Dave have feelings about the whole, Terry Gross. The whole, I do coven as well. is, the whole coven's lined up here, so I want to be careful with my words. <laughs> uh, Terry Gross, who, by the way, in, uh, same alma mater as me, went to the University of Buffalo, started her career at WBFO, the uh, college, uh, then college-sponsored NPR station, as a volunteer on a show called Woman Power. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something from the 70s. I, I think that is, I think Terry Gross is overrated. 
I think that's that's not even my hot, hot, hot take. I mean, I think that's mm. the take I've had for a long time. I think she's a perfectly good interviewer. I think that she has the luxury of getting the best guests because mm-hmm. she's the premier sort of hour slot interviewer for NPR now. Uh, or not NPR specifically, but for public radio. She's the one people know. And I, I think that she spends a lot of time asking questions that are not particularly well-researched. She'll ask a long, long leading question, mm-hmm. and then her co- her guest will be like, actually, that's completely wrong. Right. <laughs> and yes. that happens, like, no. at least once a week. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I only heard one interview, and that was because Meredith said, this is terrible. Yep. And it was when she interviewed Lizzo, and I was like, who the hell is this woman? She's terrible. That was yeah. an especially bad one. I like it better when she's not interviewing celebrities necessarily because mm. I, I, I don't think she's great at that. I like it when she's interviewing like more politics people because I think it's really interesting and she definitely lets them lead a little bit more. Like if right. she's interviewing the New York Times, you know, or Dahlia Lithwick, you know, who focuses on the Supreme Court, I think that she does a really good job with her and it's really mm-hmm. interesting and she lets them kind of like – do their thing and explain well when it's when it's a so a celebrity it just is an it's an odd pairing and i don't i don't love it as well but does it count as being a good interviewer if it's someone who's a repeat guest you have a rapport with because that's almost like having a guest co-host in the studio well no i mean but it's not like Dolly lithwick's on every day she's on like once a year or something mm. so I, I mean obviously they're they're used to it but everybody had you know dave letterman had his like regulars on Go there to, and yeah. it's um, I, I think that I think she's really good with Stephen Colbert because she's very charmed by him and they both like Stephen Sondheim. So they like to sing together. <laughs> and I think it's very charming. But when, but she is, you know, probably rounding 70 at this point. So there's yeah. going to be some stuff that it's just she's not great at. I'm not saying she's perfect at all. And she definitely <laughs> I think she does do a little cheer when somebody dies. She's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yep. I get Let's to play my interview from 1989. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. and sometimes I like her, um, you know, her subs a little bit better because it's just as a little bit of a change of pace and they're a little bit fresher. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know, she's a stalwart, and there's not a lot of lady interviewers out there. So it's like I I, I kind of like that she's been in it for a long time. Yeah. So somebody get me Dave Davies. Dave and being coolie, get in here, stat. The man um. who would not fill in for me. <laughs> um, okay, I have the next one. It's another one from lovely Sam, and I thought I would take this because it's very reality show centric. Um, I loved it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just hear this correctly from the Hey Dummies video? Noted Bravo basher Luke Burbank is now a 90-day fiancé watcher. I skidded to a dead stop, cartoon style. I've listened to a significant shade throwing over the years at reality programming and Bravo shows from an HGTV attic, no less. This is a step too far. He who lives in a glass 90-day house... (laughs) Shan't throw stones at higher quality housewives programming. The hypocrisy. <laughs> that was a great email, Sam. Yeah. I, you know, I um, obviously love the housewives. I've heard that 90DF is good, not even just from Phyllis or Luke. I've heard it from people who like housewives as well. I just, for some reason, TLC makes me feel dirty and I don't like watching it. Because it's it used always to like, be the learning channel. Yeah, but then, but then it did for a bit have like, like throw it, I'm not throwing shade, um, the trading places. Trading spaces. Trading spaces. 
Yes, different show. Uh, Train Spaces, when it was originally on, like in the early 2000s, was so good. It was such a great show. And I used to tape it on my like VHS. I think I still have copies of old trading places. But um, but now it's like my 600 pound life and all that kind of stuff. And I don't like it seems sort of more exploitative. Yeah. Yeah. I do have I did have a brief foray into John and Kate plus eight. And for some reason, any, (laughs) I know anytime anything comes out about them, I will read it. Like I like stop and we'll, and I even, I will make, and even Dave, like I may, again, Dave must've really wanted to have sex with me then because I would make him watch (laughs) John and Kate plus eight. (laughs) How old are those kids now? I sadly know um, uh, Maddie and oh shit, what's the other one's name? The twins are going to college, and the the sex tablets are like I think thirteen. Oh my goodness! I know, I know. When I was I in know. college, I had a year where my roommates were Josh and Kate plus Nate. It made it very mm-hmm. easy to remember. Them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got the last email here. Uh, it's from. Our favorite listener, Ross, and I'm saying he's our favorite Ross. I think he's our only Ross. This is from July 23rd, and he writes, The basketball shoe quiz, parenthetically, I'm a bit behind, pushed my listening speed to 1.5x. LRB (laughs) still has a coveted 1.1x speed. Yes. Yes. Also, Anne, I'm happy to be the piper to your Luke. That's right. (laughs) My nemesis. Uh, as I wrote back to Ross, 1.1 is perfect because it's the integrity of the show, but it makes us sound just a little bit faster and wittier than we actually are. Although Wait. I think I'm going to sound like I'm on cocaine if you listen at 1.1. <laughs> now I'm thinking I spend all this time editing out little pauses to make us sound smarter and snappier and I could just tell everybody to listen to us at 1.1. What you really have to do is use Overcast, like I do, and he yes. does too. I think he said this: his podcatcher cuts out the silences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it just sounds like we all have it's perfect nice. timing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be even funnier when the rest of the show also sounds like that because of my Wi-Fi. <laughs> all right. Speaking of that, should we wrap this up so we don't get caught by? Shitty hotel Wi-Fi. I think we should. I can just pad yes. it out with like 20 minutes of music at the end, and then people will think it's a full show. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, stop listening to this and go to the picnic, honestly. That's mm-hmm. what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but housekeeping, housekeeping. I'm sorry. I did. I I went into a mic zone. I didn't really mean to do that. <laughs> but um, buy, stem, <laughs> buy stuff from us. Uh, the merch is at 10710.com slash shop. And Christy, do you have something to add to that? I do. I have recently employed Elliot to make because you for the stickers, you have to put another piece of paper because they bend. So I just have in the past just put a then says like thanks or whatever. Um, but she started drawing what, what good customer service so, they just say thanks or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so she has started to draw pictures on each one and right now she's really into drawing pres puppies as presidents <laughs> so, so a couple That's people cute. put their um their pictures that she sent them on facebook so and Wait, she also which presidents what, um so far it's um 
Abraham Lincoln, Washington, and, and Obama. Those are her three favorite. Okay. Millard Fillmore. <laughs> no. Martin Van Buren. <laughs> She's only in second grade, so she hasn't learned about the others yet. She doesn't know all about Grover Cleveland? No. James K. Polk. <laughs> no. Hey, did you know that John Tyler still has living grandchildren? Just a little bit of fact for you. A little, qu- little trivia. Um, okay. <laughs> Nothing like a little child labor, but uh, yeah, <laughs> get, go buy some merch. Um, the archive project is still going. Um, is it? Yeah, well, ha- I mean, not really, but let's 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 really try to focus on this. By the time <laughs> we hear this, listeners, we'll be having an important LRB business meeting shortly before our picnic, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll probably have something to report after that about our our archive project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, buy stuff from Amazon, littleredbandwagon.com. Band, sorry, I feel like I said that weird. Littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon is the site. Um, and Earbuds and Earworms this week is very, very specific. It's first date songs, but not like, hey, baby, baby, I love you, but subtle songs that are more about excitement and uncertainty of a first date and new, rom- new romantic feels. Wow. I don't even... I never really need to think about that. I I love those guys so much, but they they are starting to stretch to have new topics. <laughs> I, very specific. I also think Amy's going to be at the picnic, so oh, talk yeah. to yes. her in real life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can get involved by coming to the picnic today. Yay! Come on! And if you can't come to the picnic... We are going to have a Facebook Live while we're at the picnic. So please yes. come yes. in spirit and participate that way. Yes. And also, if the Oreos don't get you there or talking to Amy in real life or us or the live stream or anything else, we will have some fabulous prizes to give away. <gasps> a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> you Wait. ruined everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Broyhill, uh, like set of chest of drawers and yeah. matching bedrooms. I'm hoping for a dinette set, the, a brass bed. Yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> Bobby, please continue. Sorry, I was just thinking about how to game the wheel. LittleRedBandMagon.com uh, is where you can find us on the internet. ThrowYourPhone.com is where you can find a place to send us your uh, gripes and. Uh, hugs about TBTL and LRB on the internet. You can also find us on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon and I specifically say that now because I am sure that's where we'll be posting the live feed of our broadcast. Uh, One of us will probably manage to shove it in the Stens page somewhere too between posts about whether or not Luke and Andrew are coming to your city and whether or not you're mad about it. The show Twitter (laughs) is LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com Send us a voice memo with your voice, email it to us, and we will feature it on the show like a voicemail, but better. Fax us your butts. Keep them coming at this point. I'll just lean in. It's 617-354-8513. And Christy Wise, get us out of here. Until next time, this is the next party. Oh, shit. We should have discussed this part beforehand. <laughs> we love you, Jen. Nailed it.
Bobby, can you hear us? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New agenda. Musicals. 